Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Baby Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.dcmp.org learn slash 658 to enter and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, and welcome to the Vespera webinar. Uh, My name is Greg. I'll be your Zoom host for today. Uh, I just want to welcome all of you listening on ACB Radio and also all of you on the Zoom uh, platform. Uh, This information that I'm about to say pertains to those of you uh, listening in and hopefully interacting, asking relevant questions on, on Zoom uh to raise your hand on the pc it is alt y if you have a question and you want to raise your hand on the mac it is options y if you are in the app and want to raise your hand it's under the more button so which is on the lower right hand corner of your phone and then you just swipe down to the raise hand uh, option and if you're calling in on a landline and would like to raise your hand and be part of the presentation it is star nine. So with that, I'm going to introduce to you from Vespero, Eric Damry. Eric, you can take it away. Thank you, Greg. Um, It's great to be here today on ACB Radio and with the group on our Zoom session. And I think, you know, before I get started, you mentioned uh, folks can raise their hand. I'm pretty okay with taking questions along the way as we go. So if I'm talking about a particular topic, um, if there's something you don't understand, either maybe it's uh, I've made an assumption that you know something that uh, that you didn't and you want me to back up and, and take another pass at it, I'm happy to do that. So, uh, I mean, this is a, a good opportunity to interact with us. I've been involved in the industry um, now for about 27 years and interacting with JAWS and the developers, the testers, the tech support, the sales, the customers. I've been interacting with everyone over that course of that time. So I've got quite a bit of experience with it. If I don't know the answer, I can usually make up a good one that you'll believe. So don't hesitate to ask anything. Um, I'm just kidding. I will try and get you the right answer if I if I don't know what it is. Um, I just want to uh, take a minute and and let everyone know that we're thinking about all the folks there in Texas. We have a lot of people, including Rachel, our lead in our training department, um, who lives in Texas and would normally uh, be participating in these events. Unfortunately, she's been out of power and out of water for the better part of the week here, and uh, are, are we're thinking about them in Texas. There's a lot of people under a lot of duress there. So, um, we did an update. If you hadn't noticed, uh, just came out. Um, what's today? Thursday. Just came out yesterday. Um, so yesterday morning, if you started uh, Jaws, Zoom Text, or Fusion on your computer. And uh, it was after 9 a.m. Eastern time. I believe you would have got notification of an update. If you did not install it, I encourage you to go ahead and do so. You can go into the help menu, check for updates there, and it'll come back up and you can have that installed. You can always just go to the Freedom Scientific homepage. And on the homepage, there's a menu called Downloads. And you can pick the product that you use, JAWS, Fusion, Zoom Text. Go to that page, and you can launch the install right from there. So you don't have to use the Check for Updates feature. You can, you can always install over what you've got from that location. Now, 2021 version is what we are shipping today. I hope that's what you're running. We released in early November. We did updates in... 
January. We actually did two because the first one, we had a little issue in that one um, related to a tick sound you might hear as you're reading, particularly with eloquence, uh, on certain words as you would up and down arrow or right and left arrow through text, you might hear a tick sound. And uh, that happened as a result of a new feature that we added in January that we'll be covering here. But I just want to let you know, if you're still hearing that, you probably have not gotten updates. And if you've got all the right updates and you're still hearing it, uh, please call tech support so we can get this uh, logged and understood. I've Heard a couple of people complain that they are still hearing it, but I do fear that they just haven't gotten the the later update in January. And then certainly you don't need to install that. You can just install now and you'll get everything. Um, Eric, we do already have one raised hand, sure. and that is Mitchell. So, Mitchell, I uh, you should be able to unmute and ask your question to Eric. Hi, uh, Eric. Hi, Mitchell. Um, Windows 10 is adding a new feature uh, where you can voice type. I have a tutorial in audio done by Joseph Lee. I don't know how to send that to you so you can send it up. This is a dictation feature in Windows 10? Yep, dictation. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll certainly go and check it out. I will. I will tell you that voice dictation, uh, when you're using a screen reader, is a struggle. Now, Joseph Lee is a pretty smart guy, and I'm sure they've already figured out something to try and um, be sure that the screen reader knows when to actually echo something. Um, but uh, that is a, a pretty tricky thing to do. And many folks, certainly the folks on ACB Radio, are aware of Hartgen Consultancy in the UK, and they do a product called JSAY. So for somebody who really needs dictation and to be able to drive their computer and use a screen reader, um, it's hard to beat a, a solution like that. So I would encourage people to also look at what Hartgen Consultancy has done. So far, the... The dictation things that are built in have not necessarily stacked up to what the commercial products uh, have have offered. All right. So, okay. Thanks, Mitchell. Audio piece. All right. Yep. Thanks. That'd be fine. You can send it to my email. Thank you. So, Greg, can we mute Mitchell again? Yes, I'm working on it. Yep. Yep. I am. Yep. Thank you. Okay. It should. All right. Okay. So this new feature that we released in JAWS, I think it's very appropriate, especially for those of you who are attending this through the Zoom interface. Um, this is a, a feature for adjusting volume control. Now, when and and I've talked to a lot of users and this problem was, was really apparent as soon as everybody started staying at home and getting on Zoom meetings. You'll be in a Zoom meeting and someone like right now, like I'm talking and you need to be able to go and do something. You want to be able to navigate with JAWS, get into the chat window, go to Windows Explorer to find a file, go to your email. You want to do something. You're multitasking. You're going to listen to me, but you need to be able to run your computer. If the volume that you're hearing me at is the same as the volume that you're hearing JAWS at, that can be very difficult to do because JAWS tends to speak at the same level, and it probably is stomping on me, and you may not hear this conversation. So we tend not to be able to multitask so well when we're using a screen reader. So the feature we built in was a quick way to allow you to lower the volume either of JAWS or of your computer system, the applications running. And I'll explain why you might want to do that one after. But for the JAWS one, uh, while this meeting is going on and you're hearing me at one level, it'd be nice to be able to have JAWS quietly in the background, just enough so that you know it's happening and you can confirm where you are as you navigate. Uh, you want to quickly lower the volume. 
If you've got the January update or the February update installed, you can try the following. You do insert spacebar, which is our layered command to, to get into that level, and you hear a little pop when you do that. And then you hit V for voice, and then J for JAWS. At this point, you're set up to now use the arrow keys or the page up and page down to adjust your JAWS volume. Uh, I encourage you to try page down once or twice, and you'll see how that behaves. And then, and then you can hit escape to leave the layer. And now you're back driving your computer, but JAWS will be talking at a lower volume. And this is true whether you're using Eloquence or Vocalizer Expressive. It doesn't matter what voices you've got. It will work uh, for all of them. Uh, as you navigate, when you leave Zoom or wherever you are and you go to another application, that volume is going to stay with you. So it, you've made that change and it's not going to go away. So you can keep it there. And then at some point, if the call ends and you just want to bring your JAWS volume back up, you do the same thing. Insert space V, J, and page up a couple of times and you'll be right back to your original setting. So this is a great um, opportunity for you to be able to do a little multitasking, whether you're in Teams or Skype or a Zoom meeting. Uh, this this really does uh, come in quite handy. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why you might go the other direction. And I actually had an opportunity to experience an issue with eloquence that I'll further describe here. But when I'm working, sometimes uh, when I know I'm not going to be on calls with people and I'm just, you know, I'm working, you know, corresponding, doing emails uh, or working on a spreadsheet or whatever it might be. Sometimes I like to have a little music playing in the background. And because I'm working at home and I've got other family members here in the house, we don't have a bunch of offices in the house, so we're all kind of working in the general same vicinity. Uh, they may not want to listen to the same music I want to listen to. So I have my headphones on and I want to turn on Spotify on my computer, but I don't want the music to drown out my use of JAWS because I run JAWS all the time when I'm doing things. And uh, so I want to turn down the system volume while leaving the JAWS volume higher. So that's why you want to go in the other direction. And, and because I run Eloquence, if you're interested in experimenting with this, here's what you'll want to do. Um, first and foremost, by all means, install the February update because we've made some changes uh, that are good, and and I want you to have that in when you're going to start doing these things. Then you go to the JAWS menu, go to Options and Voices, and you'll tab through that dialog box till if you're running Eloquence, and you'll now find that you can access the volume adjustment for Eloquence, and you're going to find that it's already maxed out. And so what you really want to do is lower that one down a bit, like to 70% maybe. And once you've lowered it down, get out of the, save that setting. And now JAWS is going to be talking a little quieter. But now you go in, you run your Spotify, get your music playing, and then insert space V for voice, S for system, and then page down a couple of three times, and you'll see that you've lowered all the volumes down, including the JAWS volume is, is brought lower. At that point, you can hit escape, get out of the layer, insert space VJ, and raise JAWS up a bit. So now JAWS is at a higher level than Spotify. But the reason I took you into that dialogue and asked you to take it from 100 to 70, eloquence is a... Uh, synthesizer that's been with us for many, many years. It was developed actually by a company called Eloquent Technologies back in the late 80s and early 90s. And um, it didn't lend itself um, to the same settings that we can use on modern synthesizers today. So the Eloquence volume tended to be a maxed out volume 
uh, when we shipped. And uh, so you will have to lower it down, and that wasn't available until the February update. So if you like me and you like music in the background, that's how you do that. We're going to put a blog out kind of explaining this and walking you through the process. But for those of you who use Zoom, use Teams, Skype, you, you will want to try and take advantage of this. It can be very helpful. Um, one of the other big features that we've introduced this year, and uh, uh, it's called Voice Assistant, and I'm hoping that most of you had had an opportunity to experiment with this. And if you got in and tried it and said, okay, that was cool, and left it, don't forget about it because we are going to start improving upon it and adding to it now. We've been getting a lot of feedback. We've been developing some underlying tests to make sure that when we make modifications to the voice commands or add a new voice command, that it will not prevent any of the other voice commands that we're already in from working. So we got to make sure that we have a plan in place to, to be able to cross test against everything when we make a, a minor adjustment in those settings. And we've got that work done and we're ready to go. And we're actually making changes now and they're going to start rolling out in the April update. So, for instance, one of the changes that uh, came up, and I actually think this one may have gotten in to the February update. I can't, I can't remember now, but if it's not in February, it'll come in April. But an engineer from New England wrote to me. It's a guy that I've known for a long time, and he does consulting, and he helps consumers at home. And oftentimes he tandems into their computer to help work with them on it. And one of the difficult things about tandem, uh, especially for a new user who's going to get somebody else tandeming into their computer, is that they have to be able to do a sequence of keystrokes to be able to allow that person to connect. And as the engineer explained to me, Sometimes it can be a little troublesome, especially if we have to ask them to press like three keys at the same time and they're not real keyboard literate. Uh, they're new to the computer. It would be much easier if we could just uh, have that popped up with a voice command. And that was a great idea. So we added that in so that in the future now going forward, when he connects with someone on the phone and he wants to connect to their computer, he'll be able to ask them to say, Sharky tandem or Sharky allowed tandem or something like that. The word tandem will be in it. And when he says, and when you say that, it'll pop up the dialog box where somebody is supposed to type in the code that they're provided by the person that's going to assist them. So once it's popped up, then you've just got to get them to type five little letters and boom, the connection's made and they're done. So that'll be a lot easier. And that's a kind of an example of things that we're going to do to improve it. And so we certainly want uh, consumers to try this out. Think about where you would want it um, that would help. So if you haven't tried it yet, just try a couple of basic little things. And you might even want to start with the joke one. So if you're running JAWS, you can ask, uh, and I hate to say the wake word, so I won't because I know many of you are running JAWS now, and if I said the wake word and you have a speaker that your microphone can pick up, it would trigger it. So you know what the wake word is, right? It's, it's S-H-A-R-K-Y. And if you said that and then said, tell me a joke, it'll tell you a joke. If you said that wake word and you asked it for the time or the date, it'll tell it to you. Um, and there are many more things that we can do. For instance, if you run Outlook and you're in your inbox and you want to get to your calendar. Now, those of us who use this stuff all the time know that there's a quick keystroke that Microsoft built into Outlook to get to the calendar. But you might not always remember these things. And so we're building in voice commands to help with that, even in applications, and that's a good example. So while you're in Outlook, you'll be able to say, uh, go to my calendar or calendar, and it'll jump there. And when you're in the calendar, you'll be able to say, 
uh, go to messages and it will go right back to your whatever box you are in, your inbox or wherever it is that you are working uh, last in your message list. You can even ask it to jump to tasks um, so that if, if you're using Outlook to its full extent, you jump around in these different things. So having voice commands to get around will be useful and we'll continue to expand upon that. Um, another place that will come up, and I believe this will be in the April update as well, um, you'll be able to ask it to help you select a block of text somewhere. You might be on a web page or an email or a Word document, and you're happily reading along and you decide you finally reached a section and you said, oh, wait, this is the important section. This is the information I need to gather and send to someone. Maybe you're going to copy it and paste it into an email message. But it may be several paragraphs long. It may be just several sentences or lines. But either way, when you get to the beginning of the selection, you want to mark that spot. Like a sighted person would click right there at the beginning, and they'd hold the mouse down, and they would drag it across all of it. Of course, they've got peripheral vision. They can see everything as they go, so they don't really have to pay attention to the text that's being selected because they can spot the endpoint where they want to go to. So they just drag the mouse right to that endpoint, release the click, and everything is highlighted. Now, in JAWS, you have the ability to do this, and there are keystrokes to do it. You can drop a place marker where you want to start and then read on through the document, or you can even go backwards through the document to the point where you want to say, this is where I would have dragged my mouse and released the click if I could have done that. So you move to that location, and the keystroke to mark all of that text and select it is insert spacebar for the layered commands and M to mark. So you drop a place marker at the first location, and then you go to the end of the selection and you drop the mark right there with insert space M. But these keystrokes aren't always easy to remember. You may not use them all the time. So voice assistant will allow you to do it. You'll wake it up when you get to the point where you want to start the selection and you'll say, the wake word, and you'll say, start selecting. And then you'll just start reading your document. And it's not selecting the document at that point, but it's going to remember where it, where to begin. And when you get to the spot where you're done, you'll get the cursor right to the end of the, the text that you want to get, and you'll say, select that text. And it will just highlight it all. Then you can copy it and jump to your email and paste it. So this is where a voice assistant will come in. It's not going to replace your ability to use the keyboard. You're not going to do everything with voice assistant, but I think it will really be helpful. So watch for those changes. We're also doing things like we have a feature in JAWS called ScreenShade. ScreenShade um, is like uh, the thing on your iPhone where you can basically put the screen curtain up and have your screen go blank so no one else is looking at it. And uh, you can do the same thing on your PC. So if you were sitting in an office environment or a public location, like on a bus or a plane, and you're working on your computer and you don't want people looking over your shoulder. And I've, I've seen people before with laptops and they kind of move the lid down so that their hands are in slid between the lid and the, the keyboard, but nobody can look at their screen. Well, if you just want to turn on the screen shade, there's a keyboard command to do that if you remember what it is, or you can use a command in Voice Assistant. Today, that command is toggle screen shade, but there's really no need to have the word toggle and we're going to take it out. So any of these things that said toggle will take out. So if you just wake it up with that S-H-A-R-K-Y command or the other one um, for Zoom text, you wake it up and you'll say screen shade and it'll toggle it on or it'll toggle it off if it's already on. Um, so that those are the kinds of things that we're building in. We think that um, voice assistant can be quite quite popular, and the more you ask for things, the more we'll be able to put them in. So think about these things, that those tasks that you don't do that often, that would be a lot easier if we would 
put a command on it. You might even try some of those things because they'll get added quickly now. Now that we've got the test procedure in place, we can start to add things more, much more rapidly. Okay, Eric, we do have a question, uh, but our question is from Larry. Is there a way to be able to read a shared screen uh, when somebody, you know, when the host presents a document or PowerPoint with JAWS? Is there a way to do that? That's a great question, Larry. And um, as far as I know, the answer to it is no. Um, when in Zoom today, when that document's being shared, it's just a graphical image and there's nothing we can get a hold of. Now, there's good news on the horizon, though. Um, there's another program called Teams you may have heard of. Teams is gaining in popularity. It's, it's hugely popular within organization and, and companies now. Uh, lots of people are going in this direction. Um, in Teams, if you save the file inside of Microsoft Teams, and that's the way they design it, that's what they want you to do, then others can collaborate with you on that document, of course. But if you then give a presentation and your document is being presented from within Teams, instead of launching it in PowerPoint, for instance, and then sharing your screen and using the PowerPoint presentation to share in the Teams window. If you have that that PowerPoint presentation and save it inside of Teams, which it is designed to do, and then you do your presentation from within Teams, anybody on the other side who's using a screen reader is going to be able to navigate and read through that PowerPoint presentation as you're presenting it. So it, it does exactly what you're asking for. So this is on the horizon. This is coming. I'm pretty sure that uh, there's probably plenty of people pointing this issue out to the Zoom uh, communities, the Zoom company. And, uh, and I'm hoping that in the future they'll have the opportunity to do that. But uh, it's a good question, and we certainly understand why you want to be able to get it. Okay. Uh, we have a number of raised hands, Eric. Yep, so let's, let's go. go with Beth. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for a great presentation. Uh, how about having the uh, voice assistant be able to do JAWS volume up and JAWS volume down? That was the, the other thing that you discussed before. And my question is, how are Windows 10 native apps, the ones you would get in the App Store for accessibility? And if they're not accessible, can there be JAWS scripts written for it? Thank you very much. Great questions, Beth. And we've we've been talking about the JAWS volume. We've been talking about the volume in general with Voice Assistant. Um, one of the issues is you oftentimes you'd want to make a few different levels of adjustment. So when I go in to adjust my JAWS volume, I usually hit page down twice. If somebody's using the arrow key, maybe they're doing it three or four times. And with the voice assistant the way it is today, if you were to you, – you wouldn't want to have to go in with the voice assistant and then go back in and do it again and go back in and do it again to get it down to the level you want. So that's one of those things that you probably want to just jump into the layered mode and do it. And once you've done it, you've done it a few times. It's an easy command to remember, insert space V, J, and then up and down. So uh, I, I think there is a need to do something like that. It may come in the future, but that's not one that, that surfaced yet. The second question you asked, refresh my memory. You asked an, a second question, and I'm sorry, I completely zoned on it now. But I had a really good answer for you. It had to do with other apps in Windows 10 being accessible. Ah, yeah, I got it. I got yeah. it. Other apps in Windows 10. So in the February update that we just put out yesterday, go to our homepage, freedomscientific.com, move to the heading called Software Updates, and click on the link there for the JAWS. And then on that page, go down to the enhancements that came in yesterday's build. And in there... There's a section where we're talking about universal apps. So I tried to give you a little bit of guidance to go in and experiment with this. Now, what's a universal app? If you're in Windows 10 and you open the start menu and type in C-A-L-C, you'll hear calculator and you press enter. And now you're in the Windows 10 calculator, and that is a universal app. 
Now, this is one of those universal apps that doesn't contain a lot of static text. It's not a lot of reading. It's a tool that you use. There is no reason to do anything special in JAWS, so we try to get out of the way. You're not in virtual mode, and we stay out of the way. You can just interact with that application. As you type in numbers and do the plus sign and type another number and press enter, you just hear the answer. So it, it kind of works, and you can tab around and arrow around the interface as much as you need to. and. Uh, and so it just functions. But there are other universal apps, such as the Weather app. And this one doesn't, this one contains a lot of information. There's a lot of getting around in there. And it's the kind of a thing that it would be better if you could uh, navigate this using uh, the virtual cursor style. And so much so that we actually turned it on by default. So when you have the February update from this week installed and you run the weather app, you should, you're going to experience it'll automatically turn on your virtual cursor and you can easily navigate and read around inside that weather app now. Uh, you might also try the news app, uh, the Windows 10 news app. And that one, we have not turned on the virtual cursor. But in fact, you might find that having virtual cursor um, ex experience in the news app would be better. And the way to experiment with it is go to the app and hold down the insert key and press the letter Z, as in zebra. Insert Z is a toggle command in JAWS to toggle you between sort of think of it like PC cursor versus the virtual cursor. And when you're in a universal app and you turn on your virtual cursor, it's turning on a very special virtual cursor because it knows you're in a universal app. So you can experiment with that. So try calculator, weather, news. Uh, there are others. And these don't necessarily need scripting as much as they need to understand getting between virtual and PC mode. Uh, to be able to navigate. The very nature of a universal app is that it should just work out of the box and it shouldn't really need a lot of scripting. They tend to be simple apps. Um, your Windows, the Windows Mail, the built-in Windows Mail program is a universal app. And this one, uh, f again, functions fairly well. Uh, it doesn't feel near as good as a good desktop um, email client like Outlook but uh, it does work. So I hope that answers that question, Beth, and please experiment with those. Nathan? So in regards to using Zoom and wanting to uh, decrease and increase the volume of JAWS, does that work best with Eloquence and not other voices? No, you can use it with uh, other voices as well. And mm -hmm. it'll know, you still press J for JAWS, but if you're running mm -hmm. with Vocalizer Expressive, it'll adjust whichever synthesizer you're running. The reason why I'm asking is because I tried it, and it seems like I must have to uh, turn the volume down quite a bit to make it work. So so did you try it with page down? Uh, no, let me try that. Try that. I think you'll see it jumps a little bit more. Leah. I am a JSA user since I can't use the keyboard. And so my question was regarding the JAWS tandem. Mm -hmm. Because when I have Brian Hartgen remote into my computer, I have like a remote installer, and I have to say press control backslash A to get it to connect. Can, mm -hmm. What were you talking about, the voice assistant potentially? Uh, so the voice assistant command is used to pop up the dialogue where when Brian is going to remote into your computer, it, he has to get you to type in a code. He provides you a code? Yes. And so the voice assistant can be used to pop up the dialogue and put you right in the edit field. So when he tells you to type the command, you just type in the command. Okay, so I could do that. The yes. uh, S-H-A-R-K-Y one. Yep, talk to talk to Brian about that. He'll, you know, he 
I don't know if he's listening to this today, but he he stays up on this stuff and he is on our uh, uh, our beta team. And I, I think I've got the tandem one in there in February. I'm not positive, though. And if it's not there in the February one, it'll be showing up in the April. one. Don't remember saying it, but I could be wrong. Too. Yeah, it might. It might not be there yet. But it'll it'll show up in the April update. There'll be an April update. It should hit around the second week if you're if you're okay. marking calendars. Okay, thanks. Okay, next up we have Mary. Um, I am poorer than poor right now, so I cannot buy uh, Jaws twenty twenty one. If I were to download the demo, would I get the same features, or is that like on a much uh, lower version that I would get? I'm I'm just curious. Okay, for what those version? Of us who what version afford. do you have? Well, I don't even have Jaws right now. I'm using NVDA. My old oh. laptop got totally trashed. Oh. So I don't even okay. have Jaws anymore. I, I used to. It. That's okay. Where are you located, by the way? Denver. Okay. Now, you know about the home use program, right? No. So we have a home use program, and you can get Jaws for uh, $90 a year right now. Oh. And because you happen to be on this program... You won the grand prize, and I'm going to get you a 50% discount. So oh, my gosh. If you send me, send an email to me, Mary, okay. my email is edamory at vespero.com. Is it online so I can find it so I don't take up time asking yeah. you to spell it out? Yeah, I'll spell it for you. We'll take the time. <laughs> okay. E-D-A-M-E-R-Y. Okay. At... Vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O okay. dot com. Send me an email with your name and say, thanks for giving me a discount on JAWS. Well, thank you. And then I'll, okay. send, I'll send someone from customer service. We'll get in touch with you, give you a discount code. And we added this fee in for customers in the United States a while back. It's a way of being able to make sure you always have the latest and greatest version and it costs you less than 90, less than a hundred bucks a year, which is, you know, you can't get a cup of coffee a day for this. Yeah. So it's a good deal. And, and, uh, and we'll get you the software. In the meantime, yes, you can go to our downloads page. You can download the latest and greatest JAWS and install it and it'll run 40 minutes and you have to reboot. Okay. Okay. Eric, thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Bye. Kenneth, you should be allowed to talk. Yes. Uh, would Jaws work with the new Windows 10X coming out? Hope that's not a bad question. No, it's a great question. And no, not yet. Um, this is so Windows 10X. Um, for those of you who have been paying attention over the past uh, 5, 10, 10 years, Windows came out with a version of Windows um, RT, I think it was called, that they there were some people they were selling these real small little notebooks running this version of Windows called RT. It was an Atom processor, and we are not compiled to run in that space. Now, Windows 10X is the next generation of this um Windows RT platform. So it has the look and feel of regular Windows, but it's running with a, a new um, Microsoft processor, not the Intel-based processor that Windows desktop runs on. And uh, we have not, we don't have the ability to compile our software yet in that space. Um, this is something we've been talking closely with Microsoft about. Over the past couple of years, we're, you know, we, we will need some help from them to be able to do this. I think they would like to see us do the work to make that happen. But, you know, it's, it's like everything else. There's costs and opportunities here, and we have to weigh uh, how, how much effort are we willing to take our developers off of doing other things that people are really trying to use today uh, in order to try and make that Windows 10X work. Um, and we haven't, we haven't made that leap yet. So no, stay away from windows 10 X. If you know, it used to be that it was real cheap to get a computer with windows RT. Well, the windows 10 X computers aren't that cheap. Actually, you're still paying 900 or a thousand dollars for a decent laptop running that 
you might as well spend the same money and just get the full full blown windows 10 so if you're using access technology products i encourage you to stay away from it for the time being sorry to be so long-winded but it was a good question david had two questions one is there any possibility or plan to be able to rename the wake word from the default for zoom text or jaws to something else that's a great question. Let me ask a question for you, David. And what would you name it to, or why would you like to rename it? Tell me. Uh, just a, a different word if you're in a professional setting. Uh, got it. Some people have said that those two words don't so sound got, very professional. Okay, so I got, I, got, like, I, got, I got a good answer for you. Computer One, you can solve one. it today. Mm-hmm. So you can you can just not use a wake word. You can Correct. get rid of it and use a keystroke to do it. Are you aware of that? Yes. Okay. So you can, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize. I don't always remember these keystrokes because I've been using the wake word myself. But I think it's you hold down the insert key, the alt key at the same time, and you press the space bar. Am I right? Um, I haven't used it in a while, so. Okay. So I uh, think it's that. I but, can look it up. Yeah. So I believe that's the – so in the case where you can't uh, use that word, do it that way. In the April update, we are going to add the word hey as an option in front of it. So you would say like hey and that word instead of just saying the word because and, – and that's why I asked David, tell me why you want it. Because there are some people who are finding that this thing just pops up all the time. I've seen that before. Yep. If we make it use the word hey first, then when we're in presentations like this, I could be using that name and it wouldn't be bothering people unless I said the hey first. So uh, uh, we are going to make that an option. It won't be the default because I'd be afraid everyone would call us up and say, hey, I'm it's not it's not working the same. Right. If they weren't using the word "hey," they wouldn't wouldn't work anymore. But you will be able to change that. And I think in the future there is an opportunity for us to go back and look at letting you have a custom wake word. But when we did this work, um, the the wake word has to be uh, very unique, and you wouldn't want it like the, one of the developers said. Let's make computer an option uh, they, this was somebody that liked Star Trek and they wanted to be able to say computer and uh, and I said no we can't do that because in our normal conversation somebody's going to say the word computer all the time right? and it would always be popping up so you have to have something that's kind of unique and uh, and I don't know that it's easy for us to have a lot but I think there, there could be some potential to put some others in right so we'll my second my second question was uh, relating to Zoom. There's uh, several of us that are uh, hosts that have experienced a lot of chatter in the uh, participants list, as well as um, JAWS not announcing when hands are raised, but it will announce when hands are lowered. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of that issue, or is there any? This is a good question to take to the training department, David. If you will e- email the training department and ask them if you guys can have a conversation with them. Okay. Because Elizabeth and Rachel and the team there in training, they're doing so much of this stuff, and they're all users as well. So mm-hmm. they would be experiencing some of this. i got to be honest with you. I very seldom am using Zoom other than when I come in and do a, a presentation to someone else's Zoom meetings because I'm on Teams all the time now. Understood. So- some of the chatter is going away if you either, A, make sure you're updated with the current Zoom, or if you have Brian Harjan's pro scripts, he did some fixing. I don't experience it anymore. I used to experience it all the time, maybe uh, three, four weeks ago. Next up, we have Jeff. I was having difficulty with Zoom text and the latest update of Windows, um, so I had to roll back the Windows update. And that would that would stick, you know, for every thirty days, and then after thirty days, Windows would do that up, upgrade again, or you know, do their update. So I decided to break down and, and buy Fusion uh, because I use both programs, and so I downloaded it yesterday, 
and having a lot of difficulty figuring out how to migrate my settings from the other, you know, version into the fusion. Any suggestions? Can I? Yeah. So let me let's back up. So you were using Zoom Text and Jaws. Yes. You had them both. Yes. And what versions do you, do you recall? Uh, Zoom Text was 2018. I think they were both 2018. Okay. So you can't the Zoom the Fusion will not adopt the Zoom Text settings from back in 2018. It does adopt 2020. I I think it adopts 2019. I take that back. It may be able to. It should just adopt your settings from Zoom Text. Uh, it was one of the things we built into the 2021 update. What about uh, Jaws? The Jaws, if you if you shut down Fusion, if you just run Jaws by itself, mm-hmm. it should ask you if you want to migrate your settings. If you have an older version of Jaws, it'll migrate them in. If you're running them, if you're running it as Fusion, I, I think it does it if you run it as Fusion as well. But if you need help with this one. You might want to call the support department. You've probably already been talking with them. Yeah, um, the the one I got, just his skill set for the Jaws part really wasn't there. James, probably. Yeah. yeah. He's he's the Zoom text guy. We'll call in and and talk to someone on the Jaws side. If they can't migrate your settings, they should be able to. But if they couldn't, uh, they could certainly help going into your user folder and copy them in. Now, okay. tell me about your update of Windows 10. Do you remember what version you were running? Uh, I don't. It was the the late the last update that Windows pushed out. 20H2. Yeah, and I yep. uh, Came in. there was an issue, and uh, Microsoft Accessibility said that you know that uh, is the issue. They said that's the issue, so they wanted yeah. they put you back on. They rolled the, me back. The, they rolled you back. Okay. Right. Well, right. stick with that. So, Sorry, and then another. Yep. No, that's cool. Another oh, Jeff, part, um, we actually have to move on. We've got several more raised hands. Jeff, if so, you okay. want to send an email to me, Jeff, I'll be happy to try and get you answers. Thank okay. you very much. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. Um, yes. Uh, five, eight, five, six. Eight, five, six. Hi. Uh, my name is Lisha. Um I w- had a follow-up question to the other question with the home, like, software, like, mm-hmm. program, because mm-hmm. I also don't have JAWS. I'm using MBDA. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, is that, like, like a yearly subscription, like how, I guess, Word and stuff do it? Um, it is. It's very much it's like a- Office 365. Yep. Oh, okay. That, that was what I was curious And about. it puts you in, and the I- nice thing, it puts you in the portal. It, it, it runs from a portal, so... You go to our store, you purchase it there, you get an email with a link, you go to our store, it puts the authorization on your computer, and it downloads the latest software and puts it on the computer. And if you ever wanted to leave that computer, you can pull your key back and use it on another computer somewhere. And and you can do it from anywhere. So it's just like Office. You log into that portal from any computer, and you can install your software and your license. Okay. Hey, guys. It's... This is Beth. Can I just real? It's, this is a real quick one. Yep. Um, y- you mentioned a long time ago in the different uh, podcasts this had been discussed about Windows tablets, very very small Windows tablets being able to be used with Jaws. Can you please comment on that? Is that still true? And which brands do you like, etc.? Thanks. I personally don't use tablets. I, I, I did try touch screens for a bit and I've gotten away from them. I just find like desktop apps um, that I run, spreadsheets, Outlook, Word. They don't lend themselves so well to uh, a tablet or, or a touch screen. So I tend not to be using them. Having said that, if you do get like a Microsoft Surface computer is a tablet, with a keyboard that's magnetic that it can attach to it. And as long as the tablet is running full Windows 10, um, then you should be able to, you know, connect a keyboard to it and use it. There are touch gestures in JAWS, but I don't know anybody who's successfully really going to just run their computer with touch touchscreen uh, for Windows 10. It's not the same as a phone. It's just not the same as iOS. Okay. Uh, Scott, uh, you should be able to talk. Um, 
So, Scott? Yes. Um, I've used uh, I've used a Surface Pro for about seven years now, and uh, as long as you've got that what's called a type cover keyboard, which, yes, attaches mm-hmm. to one end uh, magnetically and, and folds over the screen uh, when, not, when not in use, yeah, it's, it'll be like a laptop layout. You just mm-hmm. choose laptop layout, and that, that works really well with Wow, the surface seven program. years you've been typing on that keyboard. You must be a pro yep. on that thing now. I think so. I could I'll, never get used to that keyboard. Oh no, it's it's not it's not too it's not too difficult. The one that it's called the type cover keyboard. Yep. It's probably the one you want to get, and it's it's nice. not as flexible as the other. Is it a well, real? Is it a cut. is it a flexible like keyboard or is it a more well, solid? It's, not, it's it's real thin and has like a cloth. It has like a has like a cloth coat um, okay. on the other side of it, kind of a cloth like for on the opposite on the opposite side. I, I felt like there was not enough travel different. in the keys when I would type to feel no, comfortable. It's, well, it's it's tact it's pretty it's pretty tactful. I mean, Good. or tactile. I guess. Uh, Maybe you got a better those. keyboard than the ones I had seen early on. So yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Really not bad. Okay, well, I want to thank everyone uh, who participated today. Remind you all that we have we are putting an awful lot of efforts into getting content out there for people to help them. If Teams is something that you're trying to get an education on, you want to start uh, becoming introduced to it, or if you've been using it for a while and had some frustrations and you'd like to get some help, we're actually now starting to put out some short YouTube videos on our training site. If you go to training, you're going to start to find them. And I know Matt just did a couple of short ones the other day. We did one on um, how to do calendar appointments in Teams, which, by the way, if you haven't done those yet, if your organization goes to Teams and you can use that calendar, it's great. It updates and communicates directly with your Outlook calendar but it's good at finding um, available times for everybody that you're trying to schedule a meeting, and it will make a suggested time to you. So it, it works quite well. Listen to that YouTube, and he also did one on how to attach and interact with files within Teams. And, and I mentioned earlier on, if you put files inside of Teams and share them with other people, they can interact with them and hear presentations and things like that. So it really works quite well. Um, Again, we came out with an update this week. Next one comes in about the second week in April. Watch for that. Um, We got the home annual um, solution out there for folks in the U.S. I do, as I understand it, on March 1, so we're about two weeks away now, I think it's going up $5.00. Uh, for JAWS and ZoomText on that home annual program from 90 to 95 and 80 to 85. And if you take advantage between now and then, you can go and buy a one, you can add one year, three years, or five years to your time. It'll just get tacked on to the end, and you can save a little bit of money uh, if you do that now. So you might want to think about taking advantage of that. Um, other than that, I want to thank everyone for being here today. It's It's been great, and we'll be back soon to uh, to see and talk about some more.